The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 709. Today it's a Clone Wars briefing. We're looking at season 2, episode 9 of the series. That's Grievous Intrigue, the first of a two-part storyline. One of the most exciting episodes that I've watched so far, and also one of the most intriguing in that we get a glimpse into the motivations of General Grievous. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and here is the scoop on the episode in brief. So General Grievous captures a Jedi. Don't worry, it's not a Jedi you've ever heard of. (laughs) It was one I had never heard of. Probably saw him somewhere on screen. Uh, Supposedly a master of the Jedi Council, but I digress. Anyway, he captures him and then puts a call into the Jedi Council to say, Ha ha, look who I caught, and I'm going to keep him alive and torture him because you guys hate that. But the downed Jedi has been making hand signals during this whole transmission, and so they figure out where he's actually being held on a place called, well, I'll let Adigalia tell you. So look, am I, but intelligence reported Grievous has no ships near that sector. Yes, but so often inaccurate. Our intelligence is. Yeah, Yoda, so isn't that the understatement to end all understatements for the entire Clone Wars, if not the entire prequel trilogy timeline? So off they go, and they track down Grievous' ships, naturally. And they stage a daring rescue, which, when you know that Anakin and Obi-Wan and Grievous all survive, because, of course, they have to be in Revenge of the Sith, it sort of takes the edge off of stuff. You know, the, the drama, the conflict, and the excitement, yeah, it's already, like, no stakes because you know they're going to survive. That being said, it was still one of the most exciting battles in terms of lightsaber battles, in terms of space combat, that I've seen yet in the Clone Wars series. So that much was really really exciting and enjoyable. It was wall-to-wall action. Essentially, Obi-Wan takes a whole ton of ships into the system, so that way Grievous and all of his people will allegedly be distracted while Anakin flies in very close and boards Grievous' ship to rescue the fallen Jedi. And they try to lure Grievous onto Obi-Wan's ship, so that way Grievous can go attack and capture Obi-Wan. But it turns out Grievous has been analyzing their attack patterns and figured out that Anakin was going to come for the fallen Jedi. So a bunch of commando droids pop up, which of course Anakin and Adigalia take care of very quickly. And they kill the tactical droid before he's able to torture the fallen Jedi to death. Meanwhile, Grievous walks into the trap that he knew was supposed to be a trap, and with all confidence, and ends up having a lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi, where they have this exchange, which I thought was a really fascinating one. This one's going to roll longer than our usual clips. It's about 40 seconds long, so hang with it. I hear a lot of talking, General, but in the final accounting, what does all the talk get you? A futile quest for power, a mutilated body, and your place is Dooku's errand boy. I'm no errand boy. I am not in this war for Dooku's politics. I am the leader of the most powerful droid army the galaxy has ever seen. 
An army with no loyalty, no spirit, just programming. What have you to show for all your power? What have you to gain? The future. No Alright, so he wants to see a galaxy without any Jedi. Now, it never really occurred to me to question this in the past, but what is his beef with the Jedi anyway? I mean, I know that he kills Jedi and that he's very proud of that fact and he collects their lightsabers, his trophies and whatnot, but why exactly does he particularly care about the Jedi? And I went looking for the answer as a result of this episode, and it turns out, naturally, it is now Legends content. It's no longer official stuff. So here's what Wikipedia has to say about it. It refers to something called the Huck War, H-U-K, or the Yamri Crisis, depending on whose side you're on, is a prolonged conflict waged between the Kalish of the planet Kali and the Yamri of the planet Huck. And Kalish is the planetary home of General Grievous, formerly known as, this name is a heck of a one, Kwaimein Jai Shilal. Yeah, that's a heck of a name. So the Yamri were taking over planets in their neighboring systems and enslaving populaces and plundering wealth and all this fun stuff. They tried to do it to the Kalish, and the Kalish fought back. And General Grievous was one of their most prominent warriors, along with another one. They rose to the level of demigods, according to Wikipedia. So as the Kalish, under the guidance of Grievous, actually began to push back against the Yamri and actually start to attack some of the worlds they'd colonized to root them out, the Yamri used the Trade Federation to plead a case to the Senate, claiming that the Kalish had actually started the war and to try to get intervention to <laughs> protect themselves from the Kalish that were fighting back. And they conned them. The Yamri conned everybody into thinking the Kalish were the bad guys. And so they sent Jedi, the Republic did, to quell the conflict, which of course made the Kalish very unhappy and made Grievous very unhappy. And there were harsh sanctions applied and so on and so forth. And so Grievous has had a grudge against the Republic and the Jedi for quite a long time. As a result, Grievous went to work as an enforcer for the intergalactic banking clan in exchange for their help with his home planet's plight underneath all the sanctions that were going on. But it turned out the intergalactic banking clan was not really helping very much, and so Grievous actually <laughs> broke his commitment to them. Although I guess you could say the intergalactic banking clan broke their commitment to him. And Grievous was actually going to restart up the Huck War with his Kalish warriors, but the intergalactic banking clan got wind of it and sabotaged one of his ships, setting off an ion bomb that actually grievously, no pun intended, well, maybe a little pun intended, injured him and caused him to eventually become the cyborg that he is in the Clone Wars. But again, this is all Legends stuff now, so we have no quote-unquote official reason why Grievous has a beef with the Jedi. Although, interestingly, there is a note in Wikipedia that says, during the Clone Wars, and I think we might even see this in a later episode, Grievous comes back to Yomri to Huck and decimates their populace as retribution for what he and his fellow Kalish went through. So it'll be interesting to see when they come back to that in the Clone Wars. And this is one of the instances where every once in a while I think to myself, you know, are they ever going to go back and re-canonize some of this stuff, whether it's certain story elements or whether it's whole novels? I mean, that's something I would really love to see is them just pick a selection of novels and say, you know what, we are going to officially readmit this into the canon and say, yes, this is exactly the history that we want to be portrayed for the Star Wars universe going forward. That would be 
incredible and also unprecedented, I think. I mean, for all the times that you've seen rebooted universes in fandom, how many times have you ever seen a franchise actually go back and look at the stuff that had previously been decanonized, if you will, and make it canon again? I think that would be a really remarkable and amazing thing for the Lucasfilm Story Group to do. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. So chime in with them at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey Rebel Rouser, you've heard me talk about the Star Wars 3D holograms from Zebra Imaging here on the podcast before. Now you've got another reason to sit up and take notice. They've got a fantastic Father's Day special going on. Buy the dad and get the son free. That's right, when you buy Han Solo and Carbonite, you'll get Kylo Ren, both from the Alpha edition of Star Wars 3D hologram collectibles. Just go to SW7X7.com slash hologram to claim the offer. Once again, that's SW7X7.com slash hologram. All right, time for a trivia question for you. I don't know what to do! Last time we asked you how Kylo Ren comes to arrive on Jakku, and that's on his own command ship. Today's question, who's the first to spot the First Order coming to the village of Tuanal on Jakku? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your scopes go dead and you start the landing cycle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a slimy mud hole, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.